You're listening to Off the Clock Sports. Off the Clock Sports. The weekly show where you'll hear the best insights on all the latest in sports. Here's your host, Brandon Cook. Brandon Cook. Well, football season is returning Thursday night. Finally, after a seven-month offseason, we're back. Braden, what's going on, brother? Uh, much, man. Excited. Thursday night, Rams, Bills. I'm I'm pumped for it. Football's finally back. It's been a long seven months, like you said. And uh, preseason wasn't, wasn't doing it for me. I need actual games that matter. And uh, Thursday night is the first one of those, and I can't freaking wait. Oh, man. Football's the longest offseason. Like, you almost forget – how long ago the Super Bowl was when that finally shows up. Like, you're just like, Oh my God. Like, it's like, we're talking about the Rams and it's like, Oh my God. Like that was so long ago. Like, I feel like that was a few years ago. Well, was just yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. And then they try and trick you with the draft being like, Oh, look, the season's almost about to start. It's the NFL draft, which happens in April. And you're like, okay, I'm pumped for football. And then it ends. And then you're like, Oh wait, I got all the way until September until football now. And yeah, then it's, it's just, it's brutal. I know, man. Like, I, I miss it so much every summer. Like, obviously, we have baseball. Obviously, we got basketball and hockey playoffs. But there's nothing like Sunday with the nope. NFL. So, let's get into some predictions here. We do this every year. And I'm happy to have you on here doing this with me. So, we're going to go division by division, make MVP predictions. At the end, maybe we'll make a Super Bowl prediction. So, why don't we start with the NFC West? The NFC West has the defending Super Bowl champions. They have a team in there that has made the conference championship twice in the last three years with a Super Bowl appearance as well. They have a team in there that has just signed a quarterback to a massive $200 million extension, which includes four hours of film study a week. And we have a team that has just kind of signaled a rebuild after having a lot of success over the last decade. When it comes to the NFC West, a lot of talent in that division. How do you see this one playing out with the defending Super Bowl champions and those other teams and follow them? Um, well, I'll just bang this out real quick. The Rams are going to win the division followed by the Niners in second place. And then obviously you'll have the Cardinals and then the Seahawks in fourth. I don't think the Seahawks are even going to be a relevant team this year. Or they're going to be a bottom feeder. Geno Smith's the starting quarterback. That guy, that guy couldn't start a barbecue, let alone a, a quarterback position in the NFL. Um, so good luck Seahawks fans. It's, it's brutal. I've been there. This season's going to suck. Um, Cardinals D hops out for six weeks. The whole contract thing with Kyler having to do game study and then them having to take it out. All that tells me is they don't believe in Kyler's actual like work, work ethic, which is not something you really want to be saying about your starting quarterback that you just paid hundreds of millions of dollars to. Um, so that franchise seems to be kind of like all over the place. Plus Cliff Kingsbury really hasn't proven anything to me other than that. He's really good looking um, as a co- as a head coach in the NFL uh, and then obviously San Francisco, I mean, last year they were really good and that was with Jimmy Garoppolo playing subpar quarterback. Um, and now they're going to maybe throw in trade. Well, I mean, they're throwing in Trey Lance there, but we'll see how he's going to do. I'm not quite sold as everyone is on him. I haven't really seen enough of Trey Lance to be like, Oh, this guy's going to be a stud. Um, but their defense is impeccable. Devo Samuel is amazing. He's a star. Brandon Ayuk is a legit wide receiver. Um, you know, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, so, you know, Kyle Shanahan's one of the best offensive minds in football. He's a really good head coach. Uh, it might hurt that they lost Mike Daniel there to Miami, but 
I still think the Niners are better than the other two teams, but the Rams to me, I mean, they lost Von Miller, Von Miller's like 34 and the bills gave him a six year deal for hundred mil, which was wild. Um, I, I don't think that's really that big of a loss. Uh, Van Jefferson, you know, is he, is, is, is he going to be a difference maker? Not really. Um, losing Robert Woods. I don't really know. They, they added Allen Robinson, who I think is a lot better than Robert Woods. So I think that's great. Odell not being there, that kind of hurts. But like I said, they added Allen Robinson. So I feel like that kind of offsets. And then you still have one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in football and Cooper cup and Matt Stafford. I know he's got that elbow injury, but I still don't see how with that defense with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, um, and Matt Stafford still throwing the ball to Cooper Cup and Sean McVay. I think the Rams got that division. No problem. I look at the Seahawks as a team. This is my prediction for the Seahawks. I think they're going to get the second overall pick in the draft. Um, I will tell you who I think is going to get the first overall pick later. But I think the Seahawks, this is a rebuild. I mean, Geno Smith, you got two quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Drew Locke. One's going to throw the ball too short. and The other one's going to throw the ball too far. So none of the balls are going to hit the receivers in the hands. Tyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, it's, it's, it's a nine and eight season to me. I mean, you mentioned D hop is suspended for the first six games. One thing you didn't mention Chandler Jones is now in Vegas. That's a huge loss to the defense. That's very and true. I, I think that that makes the Cardinals worse. I got the Niners as a potential wildcard team. I think they're 10 and seven, 11 and six. I don't know much about Trey Lance. But if the 49ers are going with them, I'll just trust Kyle Shanahan on that. One thing with the with the Rams, you mentioned Von Miller left. Yes, but they added Bobby Wagner. And I think that's going to just offset the loss of Von Miller. And I see the Rams as a legitimate threat to go back to the Super Bowl this year. I do also agree. I think they will win this division. And I think they're a 12-5 and team. I think Sean McVay is going to have this team in a position to go deep in the playoffs again. Matthew Stafford's got another year in that system. And I think the Rams, I mean, it's, it's fair to say, I think that they're probably the team to beat in the NFC just because, you know, a lot of the rosters back, I think OBJ will be back at some point with the Rams. I think they're just waiting for him to be hundred percent clear. I think in a month or two, you'll see him back in a Rams uniform. And I think they're going to run it back and try to go for back to back for the first time in nearly 20 years. The NFC South is a little different. You, you know, Tom Brady's back. Um, the Saints have kind of turned a page to a new era of Saints football. The Panthers have Baker Mayfield now and the Falcons. No Matt Ryan for the first time in a long time. Um, Tom Brady back for his 23rd season, age 45. Jameis Winston's healthy. He's going to start. Uh, Baker beats out Sam Darnold. And the Falcons are going to the Marcus Mariota era, Braden. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting in Atlanta. They're going to be another bottom feeder team. Um Cordero Patterson's a, Cordero Patterson's a great running back wider, like great running back and pass catching uh, running back. He caught a lot of ball. He, he obviously caught a lot of balls in Minnesota as a wide receiver and a kick returner there. And he's turned his career around in Atlanta, but that's not enough for Atlanta to really make any noise. Kyle Pitts, great tight end. But once again, Marcus Mariota, I got no faith in him. If you couldn't even do it in Tennessee when they had nobody before Tannehill and they brought in Tannehill to replace you, like, and then you couldn't even make it in freaking uh, Las Vegas either. It's just like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why people keep kicking the tires on them. Uh, it's kind of like head coaches in the NHL. For some reason, it doesn't work out in 15 places and people still pick up these quarterbacks um, because they think maybe this guy will figure it out here. I just don't think that's the case. Um, 
So I have them finishing last in that division. Um, then I have the New Orleans Saints finishing third last in that division. Now, let me tell you why. I have no faith in Jameis Winston. And the fact, Jameis Winston, he's a lot older. He's less mobile. He's very, flum, uh, he, he's very, how do I say this properly? He's very fumbly with the ball. Um, I just can't, I can't trust Jameis when the clock is ticking down in, the, in that two minute drill, he's going to throw a pick. The guy throws as many picks as he does touchdowns. He might throw 35 touchdowns. He's going to throw 35 or more picks. Um, I know he's got Michael Thomas back. They got Chris Olave, you know, they got Jarvis Landry there. They got Alvin Kamara, you know, Cam Jordan on the defense, Marcus Williams there, or sorry, not Marcus Williams. Um, Marshawn Lattimore there. Um, you know, the defense is still one of the best in the league, but Dennis Allen is the head coach there and he's has a terrible record as the head coach of as, as a head coach. It's, it's brutal. I think it's like eight and 28 or something like that, or six and 20 or something like that. Something crazy, crazy bad. I have no faith in the saints. Um, and they're going to gift the Eagles a top 10 draft pick this year. Thanks for the first round picks in new Orleans. That was a cherry on top of the Howie Roseman off season. Um, so obviously I have Carolina finishing second. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield with DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, they finish second. Uh, this is all predicated on him staying healthy. Um, I think Baker is going to have a big chip on his shoulder, and that's usually when he plays best. Like, even when you go back to watch him play uh, in college, like, anytime there was, like, people doubting him or anytime there was real pressure on him because they didn't believe in him or, you know, they didn't think the team was good enough, he always performed best. And I think this is going to be a real, like, fuck you Cleveland kind of year. Um so I have them finish second. And then obviously Tampa Bay. I mean, you're never going to have Tom Brady not winning a division. Um, doesn't matter who he's going against. It's be crazy. Their roster's loaded. I mean, Godwin, Evans, Leonard Fournette. They, I know they have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Ryan Jensen being out is brutal, especially up the middle, because that's like where Brady hates pressure the most. Um, that's going to be tough for him. And no Gronk this year, it's going to be tough. You know, he doesn't have that security blanket like he's normally used to. But I still have – I still think as long as the GOAT Tom Brady is there, the Bucks running that division. I think Gronk will be back at some point this season. Um, Julio Jones is there. Uh, I, I don't think the Buccaneers lost enough or gained enough that for anything really to change for them. I think they're going to be uh, the division champs in the NFC South. I have the Saints second. I think the Saints are better than the Panthers. I know you have the Panthers second, the Saints third. I personally think that the Saints defense is so good that they're going to win them football games. Despite, I agree with you. I'm not a big Jameis Winston guy. I think he's good, but I'll stop at that. I think their defense is too good for them not to finish second. I know Baker Mayfield is going to play with a chip on his shoulder, but this is for me, this is more on Matt Rule. I'm just not really sure how much I like Matt Rule as a head coach in the NFL. I liked him in college. I don't like him in the NFL. I think this is make or break for Matt Rule. I think if this goes sideways for him this season, it's going to spell the end to him in Carolina. And I agree with you. I think the Falcons are going to have a top five pick. And I don't think they're going very deep this season. This is the Buccaneers division. The Buccaneers are going to be right there with the Rams. I think they're going to be contending for a Super Bowl again. And they're going to be one of the two or three teams to beat in the NFC. I think they're loaded offensively. Like you said, I know the offensive line's a little banged up, but I still think they have a good enough defense. Todd Bowles is the head coach now. He's a defensive mind. He's a good defensive coordinator. I think he's going to have that defense playing well. And then, Byron Leftwich will just keep the offense rolling all season long, I think, right into the postseason. They're going to win a couple of playoff games and go on or look to go on a deep run like they did two years ago. The NFC North, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. 
I got the Bears fourth, last in the division. I like <laughs> Justin Fields, but other than that, I don't like anything. I, I, I think Justin Fields has the potential to be a really good quarterback in the NFL, but I just think he's in one of the worst situations for him to ever be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's, this is not a shot at Justin Fields. It's a shot at the Chicago Bears and the way they do things. I have them last in the NFC North. I have the Lions in third. I think Dan Campbell has an improving season there. I think the players in Detroit love playing for Dan Campbell. They rally around Dan Campbell. I think they want to do well for their head coach. I think the head coach is going to have them playing a lot better this season. I think this could be a seven-win football team. And I know that people are going to say, well, seven and ten is not good. Well, damn it for the Lions it is. That's a Super Bowl in Detroit, man. Seven wins. They're going to have a parade down the highway there going into Windsor. As they that, was, seven games. that parade would last forever. Oh, I know. They'd, like, it, they'd have signs in the stands. We won seven games. They'd hang a banner, for Christ's sake, at Fort Field. In second, I have the Green Bay Packers. In second, I have Aaron Rodgers second in that division. The reason is, I think Devontae Adams is a huge loss. Huge loss. And they already seem to be a little dysfunctional on offense. You hear Aaron Rodgers calling out his teammates, offense and the receivers, and like the quarterback and the receivers are not on the same page. You know, they're getting some, you know, their offensive line's good. The run game will be fine. But I'm I'm digging what the Vikings are doing this year, man. I think Kirk Cousins is a good, not great quarterback, but he's got a lot of weapons. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook in the backfield. And I think the defense will be a little bit improved this year. I got the Vikings winning the NFC North. Is that a bold take or not? It's not a bold take, and this is going to be a really boring segment part because I have the exact same thing that you have. I think the Lions are better than the Bears. I think for every reason why you just mentioned why uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to miss Devontae Adams is why I have them finishing second over the Vikings. I think the Vikings with Jeffrey or not Jeff, sorry, Jeffrey Jefferson, uh, Thielen and Dalvin cook. I mean, that's, that's unreal, unreal trio um, for weapons for Kirk cousins to throw the ball to. And let's not forget their biggest off season addition. The best receiver from that, Justin Jalen Rieger. Jalen Rieger, baby. Yeah, let's go. He's going to be catching 40-yard bombs in the back of his helmet. And then Jefferson's going to catch it after it goes off his helmet because Rieger can't catch a cold in a COVID pandemic. But um, he, uh, like I said, Minnesota definitely is going to win that division. I think they got the best team. I think Rogers is really going to struggle. And unless Alan Lazard comes out of nowhere and turns into an absolute stud or Sammy Watkins is able to rewind the clock back to like 2013, uh, there's no way the Packers passing offense, even with Aaron Rodgers, is going to be a legitimate threat. Um, I'm I'm ready to eat my words on that, but I just don't see it happening. So, like I said, I've the Vikings won, the Packers two, uh, Lions three, and Bears four, just like you. Troy Troy texted me and said he still has the Packers winning. He has faith in Rodgers, and um, I, I I mean, and I he, still think that. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say he's a Cowboys fan. He can never count out Rodgers because he beats him every time he plays in the playoffs. Yeah, well, true. But games don't matter. I do still have the Packers as a wild card team. I do still think they get in the playoffs. I'm going to respect Aaron Rodgers and give him his dues. I think they're in the playoffs. I just don't have them winning the division. I think that's a loaded offense in Minnesota. And if their defense can make a few more stops than they did last year, I think they're in good hands this year. And I think they're going to be a team to be on the lookout for. The NFC least, we'll call it. Remember when I said I thought the Seahawks had the second overall pick in the draft this coming year? Yes. Yeah, I think the Giants will be picking ahead of them. <laughs> I, I like Brian Dayball the higher, 
I think he's going to be a good coach for the Giants over time. But let's not forget who his quarterback is. It's still Daniel hey. Jones. Hey, they hey, still hey, have, hey, 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 yeah. what are you doing, Daniel Jones? Don't don't be chirping, Daniel Jones. He's the greatest quarterback in the division. What are we talking about here? I mean, this you guy, and Troy probably signed to a twenty-five year contract in New York. What are we doing here, Brandon? Come on. I I mean, I, I'm convinced you could bring Eli Manning at a retirement at this point. He'd do better. Like this guy <laughs> is. He he's his fifth year option has declined. This is it for him in New York. There's no scenario in my mind where he's back with the Giants next year. I hope for yours and Troy's sake he is, but I don't see it. I have the Giants picking first overall. I got them three and fourteen. That, that's the record I have predicted for the Giants. I think they are just going to be like, I don't see any improvement from Joe Judge last year into Brian Dayball this season. Now, I think Dayball is a good hire. I think over time, he'll start to establish his system and he'll have a good thing in New York in the next two or three years. I just don't see that this year. I think there's a there's huge growing pains to be done. Yeah. At number three, I have the Washington Commanders. I had Ron Rivera on a hot seat this year. I did a podcast a few weeks ago. He's one of my five coaches on the hot seat. If the, if if they're seven and ten, I think he's shown the door at the end of the season. I think Ron Rivera is a very good coach, but I think there's going to be an ownership change. And when the ownership change happens, I he's not the new owner's guy. And I think ultimately the new owner is going to send Ron Rivera out, and he's going to bring his guy in. In second, I have the Cowboys, and I have your Eagles in first. I think the Cowboys are still going to be a playoff team. I still think they're going to be really good. But, man, your Eagles had quite an offseason. It was busy. And I love I love that they said to hell with the draft and they went after A.J. Brown. And I love – or, sorry, yeah, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, and Devontae Smith's there. The big question mark for me with the Eagles is, is Jalen Hurts the guy? And is he going to take that next step? And is he going to be that quarterback that you guys ultimately chose in the second round to replace Carson Wentz? Because I do believe that was the plan from that day going forward. And I wonder if he takes that next step because he has all the weapons at his disposal to be a good quarterback in the NFL. And I think with the Eagles, you know, last year, obviously losing to the Buccaneers in the first game that hurt, but I think that was like the perfect growing pain for this team to become what they hope to be down the road. You lost to the defending champions, you lost to the goat. And I think the Eagles can take a lot from that game and bring it into this season and take that next step as a football team. Um, I 100% agree. Um, my rankings, once again, this is another boring one. I have it the exact same way as you do. I would love to have the Cowboys dead last, but I mean, to be worse than Washington and New York, you would have to literally not exist. So it's kind of hard to do that. And, you know, I have to be a little unbiased here. You know, the Cowboys do have a pretty good quarterback. I think they have the best quarterback in the division. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is still Ezekiel Elliott, and although he's that, not that's great. the X factor for yeah. me with the Cowboys right there. If yeah. Zeke can be really good this year and he can gain that old form, I think the Cowboys can win this division. But that's oh. the X factor for me with the Cowboys right there. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, but that the Cowboys aren't winning that division because it's all about the birds, baby. First place in the NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles, and my MVP. For this year, Jalen fucking hurts, baby, because he's going to ball out. Jalen Hurts is going to throw for like 3,000 yards and have like 35 touchdowns and seven picks or something like that. 3,000 yards, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) He'll have 3,000 yards passing and 1,000 yards rushing. Like he's going to be like, he's going to be insane, unstoppable. He'll probably have like 30, 30, 35 passing and then like 10 rushing. It's going to be an unstoppable offense. It's going to be insane. Who's going to cover AJ Brown? Nobody. Who's going to cover Devontae Stiff? 
Nobody. Who's going to cover Miles Sanders if he's ever healthy? Nobody, because we don't know if he's going to be ever healthy. Um, no, but uh, Dallas Goddard, what about him? Big tight end, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league. That guy, I don't know, pretty good. Number one rushing offense last year, just going to build and improve upon that. We just got to throw the ball now. Is it really that hard? No, not at all. But in all seriousness here, let's look at the offseason additions. Don't, all right, so don't we, do crack. <laughs> so we have A.J. Brown. Like, I mean, just, I mean, one of the best young wide receivers in the game. He just automatically improves the receiving game immensely. It's not, no question. I don't really need to go much into that great addition. Then you look at the draft. You have Jordan Davis, a 300 pound, six foot, like eight monster on the D line to go beside Fletcher Cox, who's also a monster. This guy runs like, for a guy that's like 300 pounds, he runs like a four or five. I think it's something nuts. Um, and then the steal of the draft, Nicobe Dean, who would have been a first round pick until like a top 10 first round pick if he was healthy, but he was healthy or he didn't get surgery when everyone wanted him to, whatever. We got him in the third round. This is a middle line. This is a linebacker, a position that we've always needed. We also added Kaiser White from the Los Angeles Chargers, who is a stud. The guy's great in coverage. We also added Hassan Reddick, pass rusher from the uh, Panthers um, or the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I think he went from Cardinals to Panthers and then to the Eagles. Stud pass rusher. And then you, it's like you get a healthy Brandon Graham who didn't play basically all last year. And then another year for Josh Sweat. Then we go and add James Bradbury. I know he was from the Giants, and it's just like everyone on the Giants is going to get torched because they don't have any pass rush or any linebackers. So it's just like they're just going to throw the ball over the top. So his numbers weren't as good last year as they were the year before. But he's going to have a bounce back year. And then we just traded for uh, uh, Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson. I think that's – is that how his name is? Uh, C.J. Johnson. I think it's I, – I, I can never – there's too many names. Anyways, the guy, he's a, he's a nickel, nickel slot uh, corner from the Saints, and he is the best trash talker out there. Every game he's in there, people are throwing punches at him. People are get, like, get, getting unnecessary rough, roughness penalties called on them against this guy. This guy's great in coverage, and he, I think he's going to play the safety position. Uh, I think he may be playing free safety for the Eagles. I think free safety. But um, this guy is an immense upgrade. That secondary is going to be loaded loaded so i'm not worried about the pass. i'm not worried about the pass rush i'm not worried about the middle game i'm not worried about the freaking secondary it's going to be freaking awesome all along the back there what i'm worried about is jonathan gannon our defensive coordinator that guy needs to learn how to call defense he can't be having guys 10 15 yards off the receivers and just giving them first downs first downs first downs first downs and then when they get to the end zone decide to play defense because that can only work for so much uh, of the game before the other the, the teams just figure it out or they just bust one open and they score a touchdown anyways so Jonathan Gannon is my biggest question mark I think the offense for the Eagles is gonna just roll this year I don't see it's just like if AJ Brown's covered you got Devontae Smith who I I know he only had I think he had like 900 yards receiving last year but I am expecting a lot bigger of a season from him. The guy's super underrated. He's a great, great, great route runner. Doesn't drop the ball. The guy is the guy can just run any route in the route tree. AJ Brown, big body receiver, Dallas Goddard, big, huge weapon. Who's fast over the middle. I, I think this Eagles, the, the limit of this Eagles offense is obviously Jalen hurts. I think he takes a big step. I think he learns a lot from that playoff game, like you said, against Tampa Bay, where they didn't score any points until garbage time, basically. I think that really sat with him all offseason, being like, I need to be better. And he's the kind of guy who actually puts the work in and tries to get better and becomes better. 
So he's just a winner. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to have a big year. Like I said, my MVP for the 2022 NFL season, Jalen fucking Hurts. I'm changing my pick to the Cowboys after everything you just said. Let's move <laughs> on to the AFC East. I get a little more interested, obviously, as a Patriots fan. But So I have the Bills winning this division. And that's just strictly because Josh Allen is is going to be an MVP candidate. He's not my MVP pick, actually. He's Troy's. Troy has picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, actually. He has picked Josh Allen to win MVP. And he has the Bills winning this division. And I'm going to side with him on the Bills winning this division. I think the Bills are 12-5. and five, And I know they were predicted to go 13-4. and four, And I know you are going to have your take on the Bills here shortly. In second, this pains me to say, I got the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins in second with Tua Tungavailoa. I got the Dolphins 10 and 7. I think Tyreek Hill is a great ad for them. I think yeah. Mike Daniels is going to be a good coach. He's a good offensive mind. This is kind of make or break for Tua with an offensive head coach. If this doesn't work for Tua, I think the Dolphins are going to be in the quarterback market next summer. It's, I don't know whether that's in the draft. I don't know whether that's via trade. I don't know whether that's via free agency, but they will be in the market next offseason for a quarterback if this doesn't work for Tua. At 7-10, and 10, I got the Patriots. I'm, I don't like this team, man. I really don't. I, I don't like the setup they have at coach. I don't like the setup they have at receiver. I don't like this, some of the defensive subtractions. I think J.C. Jackson's a huge loss on defense. That's, that, that was killer this offseason. That was game-changing for that defense for me. Very big. Um, Devontae Parker's a nice ad, but I don't think he moves the needle enough to, for this team to be competitive. Um, and when I say I'm concerned to coach, I'm concerned with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge having complete control over the offense. I, I, Matt Patricia was an absolute disaster in Detroit. We, when he was the defensive coordinator of New England, he got a lot of credit, but I think he was more just a Belichick puppet, if you ask me. And then I think he got a lot of credit, and which got him the job in Detroit. And then we all saw how the job in Detroit did. He sunk a nine and seven team right to the bottom. And my question is, how good's Mac Jones? Is Mac Jones, is he going to be a 30-touchdown guy, a 4,000-yard passer, or is he kind of what we saw last year? Like, I hear a lot of people say last year was kind of what he is. That's his ceiling. He was probably the most pro-ready quarterback in that in that draft class last season, but I wonder if he has the lowest ceiling of the five quarterbacks that were taken last year. And in fourth, I have the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, I don't think as of this moment, as we record this pod, is going to start week one. I think it's Joe Flacco against his former team, the Ravens. But I think the Jets had a really good draft. I think they made some good moves this offseason. I just don't think it's quite enough yet for them to be considered a serious threat in this division. I think they're 6-11. and 11. And so I got Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. We got to stop uh... – we, got, we might as well just stop the podcast right now. We're agreeing on everything. I'm assuming we're going to agree on the next three divisions or whatever. So, but I have the, I have it the exact same way. I have it. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Uh, I think the Jets are like, don't get me wrong. They're a lot better. Like they had a great draft, but like, you know, we'll see how great that draft is once it plays out. Um, they see how these players pan out. Um, everyone always says, you know, a plus, and then the players turn out and it's, uh, the players get to play the games. And it turns out, you know, it's more like an F, you know, not every player hits. So we'll see if it does for the Jets. Hopefully it does for their sake, because in my opinion, they they're going to be competing for the top one of the top the the top draft pick this year. 
Um, I think Zach Wilson is mediocre at best. And I think that's being generous. I, that he has not shown me anything once in any game I've seen him play that he has any spark of being a, a top tier quarterback in this league, let alone mid tier. Um, I think, I think they made a big mistake on him. That was a lot of, I think, bloviated talk before the draft that elevated his draft stock for some reason. And it came out of nowhere. Exactly. Like it, it was just like, it was, it was Justin Fields after Trevor Lawrence the whole time. Then like, a week before the draft, it was like Zach Wilson. It was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was like, he plays at BYU. Like I was like, uh, okay. And then everyone was talk- going nuts over his like combine throw. And I'm like, like he made a throw in shorts and a t-shirt, like to a guy running a route. He knows he's running with no defense. Like, what are we talking about here? With like, no, with no safety or corner. Every quarterback who is playing in division one college football should be able to make the throw. He just made, like he threw it across his body. Like, uh, cool uh i don't know anyways no more talking about the jets they've already taken up too much time they're the last place for me the patriots i have never been a mac jones guy i had never thought he once again he never jumped out at me he always seemed all right and what really spoke volumes to me and i know it was windiest windiest all fuck but that game against buffalo when they ran the ball like 40 times and they just refused to throw the ball at mac jones to me i understand the wind was strong but that just showed me that the the head coach didn't have faith in his quarterback to make a throw. Like it was just run, 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 run. And it was just like, you, the Patriots won that game, right? Yeah. 14, 10. Exactly. The bills couldn't stop it. So, I mean, it, it was working. So maybe that was the game plan. It's working. Why stop? But I don't know. That, that kind of screamed volumes to me that it was just like the head coach doesn't really have a hundred percent faith in his quarterback. Like I said, maybe, maybe the wind was really that bad that he, Belichick was like, there's no need to throw the ball when we're running so well. But I don't really like that. Um, he's once again, it just seems like people like talking up quarterbacks. And to me, it was just like Mac Jones, Mac Jones, this Mac Jones, that like you said, most pro ready. I'm like, what, just because he played at Alabama, that means he's the most pro ready. Like I, I have, I mean, my quarterback's a former Alabama quarterback. It's just like former Alabama quarterbacks usually don't do that well in the NFL because they're surrounded by so much talent that they don't really have to try hard. It's just like when little Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver, you know, it's just like guy won the Heisman. It's just like Henry Ruggs was there. Not the greatest kind of human being, but he was good when he was at Alabama. Um, You know, there a plentiful, plentiful Amari Cooper, like, you know, uh, Julio Jones, Julio Jones playing Alabama too, I think. No, I don't think so. No. Um, Anyway, but anyways, Alabama's always had great weapons. Like, I mean, they had freaking um, uh, Derrick Henry, fat Eddie Lacy was there before he was fat. Like, it's just like they've had or they've had a crazy amount of weapons on offense and defense. So I don't think a quarterback really has to do all that much. So I don't really have faith. Like you said, the loss of J.C. Jackson on the defensive end was massive and i don't think anyone really talked about that i mean belichick does seem to find corner uh cornerbacks and pull them out of thin air i mean malcolm butler came out of nowhere and won them a super bowl so i i just don't have any faith in the offense damian harris maybe you know has an okay year mm-hmm. um, i think he'll be good yeah i it's just sorry julio jones did go to alabama i was thinking of justin yeah. jefferson i was gonna say okay I, he did go to alabama like i said like alabama just gets jefferson with lsu yeah Alabama just gets star players, but you know, Hunter Henry, the tight end doesn't really excite me. 
like I said, Devontae Parker doesn't really do it for me. It, I don't like the offense. See, Henry and Harris are the two guys I like on offense because yeah. Henry got nine touchdowns last year, and Harris was one of the probably six or seven best running backs in the NFL last year. Those the guys reason, those, the reason those guys do it for Hunter Henry, though, is just because his injury history. It's just like he Yeah, he I mean, yeah, I guess. Football's a, a violent game. I guess anyone could get injured. Especially a tight end, though. It's just like you know, yeah. that's you're getting hit a lot. You're either blocking or you're getting smoked over the top by the line, middle linebacker of the safety. It's just and it's a position that gets beat up. And you have um, Dolphins, Bills, second, first, too. Eh? Yeah. Dolphins, I mean, like you said, Tyree Kill is, I mean, uh, he's a cheat code. You can't cover the guy. Like he just runs all over the place. Can Tua um, get him the ball? That's the question. That's the biggest thing. I don't know if, I don't think Tua can throw the deep ball. And I know people aren't talking or like, oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I was like, I don't know. I just don't think he can. I think, um that's going to be the biggest hurt for them this year they're going to run the ball a lot there'll be a lot of like um speed options and stuff like that for Tyreek out of the backfield and I think for Jalen Waddle maybe a lot of read options for Tua um Mike McDaniel there is gonna come up with something because he's an offensive genius he did great in San Francisco but I just I like their defense in Miami I think it's it's really good but uh, like I said, Tua is I, – I can't put any faith in Tua, but I can put more faith in Tua than I can put in New England. And then obviously the Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, like the defense is good. Like it's just – Sean McDermott is a great head coach. I just uh, – like I don't know what else there is to say. Like the Bills are the Bills. Like everything there, everything you need to know about the Bills everybody already knows. That's why they're playing in the first game of the year against the Rams – they put on a hell of a show again, the AFC divisional game against the chiefs. Unfortunately, they just couldn't pull it off, but uh, I think the bills are one of the best teams in football. I think they'll be fighting for the number one overall seed in the AFC for sure. I think we might start to disagree on some things from now on. Cause okay, I, I hope so. Agreed because, on a lot. Yeah. So start with the NFC North. You go ahead first. Let's see if we, I, I have a feeling we're going to start disagreeing on the last three. Okay. So the AFC North, you want me to go first? Okay. So yeah. Bengals repeat. Uh, uh, Bengals repeat. They win the division. Um, then I have the Ravens, the Steelers, and then the Browns. I think the Browns are going to finish in last. Deshaun Watson is, isn't playing for 11 games. Jacoby Brissett isn't going to win you any games. He's just not. No, I don't care not. who's on your offense. Amari Cooper is the laziest person in the world. He doesn't care. If the team's not winning, he sure as hell doesn't care. He's not going to try. Um, you lost Jarvis Landry. You don't have Odell. It's just like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt doesn't want to be there. Uh, he wants to be a starting running back somewhere else. Nick Chubb, when you know he's going to be running the ball, um, is just going to have a hard time running because everyone's just going to load the box up. Uh, I I don't see the Browns doing well at all this year. I think this season's a write-off for them. I don't I really want to talk about Deshaun. I, hate the, I think that guy's a piece of shit. Um, so that's it. Browns last place. Uh, then I have the Steelers. The defense is great. Mike Tomlin's a great head coach. That team never finishes below 500. Uh, Deontay Johnson is a good wide receiver. Um, I like Chase Claypool as a receiver, although he's a donkey when it comes down to like crunch time and they'll like to dance or celebrate, even though his team needs to spike the ball to stop the clock. Um, and also Pickens, uh, their new wide receiver there. That guy looks like he's going to be a beast. I don't know if he's going to be a great uh, pass catching receiver, but uh, I, I know he knocks people on their ass at the line. And I love to see that. So that's just the kind of guy I like. Uh, Najee Harris is a stud running back, one of the best running backs in football. And now the biggest issue here is Mitch Trubisky is your starting quarterback. He's listed as a QB one on the depth chart right now. 
I don't know about Mitch. He couldn't do it in Chicago at all. It didn't work. He didn't really play in Buffalo. Um, I'll see how he does here uh, in Pittsburgh, obviously, but I don't really have faith, but I have more faith in Mitch Trubisky than I do in Jacoby Brissett. Um, and Mike Tomlin obviously is a, the, one of the best head coaches in football. So I have faith in him and now I think he can get this team to around 500. Um, and then obviously I have the Ravens. I think the Ravens are pretty, uh, pretty much the same. I don't really, I can't, like, I know they had additions and subtractions, but like, to me, they don't feel any better or any worse. So I don't really see them doing any different. Lamar is going to obviously want to ball out and get a big contract because everyone's getting big contracts. But um, I have them, I, like, I have them finishing second in the division. I think Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals win this division. I mean, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in that division. I don't care. You can argue me all day you want on that. That guy, wow, he's like, he's like Peyton Manning to me. Um, Jamar Chase, one of the best wide receivers in the game. I mean, he had probably the worst preseason possible and the most embarrassing preseason possible in his rookie year saying he couldn't see the ball. And then turned out to be like, just like a stud wide receiver, like Randy Moss esque. Like it was just wild. Uh, Joe Mixon is a great running back there. They got T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. It's just like, they, they have options. So it's just They're like, loaded. yeah, they have options. The offensive line, they, they helped the offensive line a little bit, but not really much. Not too, too worried about that. Like I said, I think the Bengals are winning that division. So I got the Browns finishing last two. I think Deshaun being out 11 games is going to be too much for the Browns to overcome. I changed my tune on this because um, I had the Browns um, winning more games originally because I thought with Deshaun being out six games, I thought they could have easily kind of come out of that. Mm-hmm. And they could have easily had a somewhat successful season, but with him being out 11 games now, I, you know, six is a lot or 11 is a lot more than six. And I think that's going to be too much for the Browns to overcome. So I do agree. They finished last. I do agree that the Steelers finished third Mike Tomlin. I'll just give him that respect. I think he's too good of a head coach um, yeah. to not to, you know, I just think Mike Tomlin's going to have this team in a position not to finish last, but I got the Ravens winning this division, man. Wow. I, I, I think the Bengals are going to get in the playoffs. I still think the Bengals are a threat to win the Super Bowl. I still think Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks, if not one of the best quarterbacks in football. I think Lamar is going to ball, man. I think he's going to have one of his best seasons yet, and I think he's going to try. And I know they lost Hollywood Brown, and that's a huge loss at receiver, but I think Lamar is going to have a real good season. I think solely because he wants that payday. He wants that guaranteed money. He wants that long-term extension. He feels, I think he feels a little disrespected by the Ravens and by the NFL. I think he's going to be able to prove a lot of people wrong. And I'm, I, look, don't get me wrong. I feel like there's a better chance that you're going to be right on this and Troy's going to be right on this with the Bengals more than I am with the Ravens. I'm putting my face solely in that Lamar's going to go out and try and play for that big payday. He's going to want that guaranteed money. He's going to oh, want yeah. that five, six year extension. And I think he's going to leave it all out on the football field over the next 17 games. I have the Ravens winning the NFC. They're the AFC North, and I have the Bengals in second as a wildcard team. And I, I believe it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this division because there's going to be a lot of a lot of animosity coming with Deshaun coming back against the Houston Texans um, in Week 13. I think the Steelers are going to probably turn to Kenny Pickett at some point yeah. uh, throughout the season because, like you said, I, I I like Mitch Trubisky to a point, but like 
I feel like he's going to start the first half of the season. Then Mike Tomlin's going to want to see what he has in Kenny Pickett at some point. Yeah. And then obviously the Bengals and the Ravens are playoff teams to me. They're both teams are well coached, especially the Ravens with John Harbaugh. And I think Zach Taylor's proven that he's a good young head coach and he has a bright future ahead of him with Joe Burrows as quarterback. I think the FC North is going to be fun to watch this year. Um, the FC South. Um, are you ready for this one? Okay. The Texans are going to finish last. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like I like Davis. I think Davis Mills is kind of a cool story because he was the quarterback that just wasn't talked about at all last season. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the CN Tower in Toronto that that was built off Davis Mills' neck. So, uh, <laughs> no. I was wondering I, if we're going to mention his yeah. neck at all. Yeah. And Lo- Lovey Smith's the new head coach. I'm happy Lovey Smith got another opportunity. I think he deserved another opportunity. I think he was done dirty by football there a few years ago. I think he deserves to be a head coach in this league. Yeah. Number three, I have Derrick Henry um, finishing third in this division. Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, just Derrick Henry. I mean, oh, okay. there's nothing else to talk about the Tennessee Titans. They're well coached with Mike Frabel. Ryan Tannehill is just the guy. The, the question mark I have with the Tennessee Titans this year, and call me crazy, when does Malik Willis start? I wonder, what, I wonder if there's a point this season if Mike Vrabel says – I've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill. He had a re- he started out really good for me here when I took over the team. We had a good run, but maybe maybe there's no more mojo in yeah. Ryan Tannehill. And maybe you know Malik Willis. Malik Willis almost reminds me. He's got a little Lamar, little Russell Wilson in him. Like he's mobile. He can kind of you know do things that other people can't. He's really creative. He can extend plays. I wonder if Mike Vrabel at some point, if he wants to limit Derrick Henry's touches down the stretch because obviously Derrick Henry suffered a big injury last year. I wonder if Mike Vrabel wants to, you know, limit Derrick Henry's runs and, you know, save a little bit of that energy for the playoffs, possibly if they can get to that point. I wonder if they turn to Malik Willis and Malik Willis can kind of have a little bit of action on the ground and Malik Willis can kind of extend plays. And maybe that takes a little bit of workload off of Derrick Henry down the stretch so that he's well rested and has more energy for a postseason run potentially if they get there. Mm-hmm. But I have the Tennessee Titans third. Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, man, has caught my attention. I see this situation with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, similar to the Doug Peterson-Carson Wentz experiment that you guys had in Philly there a few years ago, because Trevor Lawrence obviously is a much bigger and better prospect, say, than Carson Wentz was at that time. But it's kind of similar where Doug Peterson comes into a situation where he's kind of got to set it. He's kind of got to set his culture you know, he's going to build the team up his way. And I think you're going to see a lot of the signs of the Jaguars becoming a good football team over the next few years. And I think it starts right now with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. They spent a lot of money this offseason. I think they're a better football team. You're not going to see your head coach at a strip club with a woman that's not his wife on his lap. You're not going to hear about your head coach kicking his kicker. You're not going to hear about the players disrespecting and tuning out the head coach. The players are going to buy in. Everyone's going to be on the same page and the Jaguars are going to be more accountable and they're going to be a better football team. And I think with Trevor Lawrence in year two with an established and proven head coach, I think they're going to be a lot better this year than the Jaguars. I don't think we're taught. I think the Jaguars are that one team that we don't talk about enough heading into the 2022 season. And then I think Matt Ryan and Frank Reich together in Indianapolis with the roster that they already have, you know, the, keep in mind the Colts were, a couple plays away last season from being a playoff team. And I think Carson Wentz took way too much heat. I know he wasn't great, but he was still a four touchdown to one interception guy last season. And if they played better in the final week of the season, they're a playoff team. And I think they upgraded a quarterback. 
I know Matt Ryan's not as mobile maybe as Carson Wentz is, but I think he's a lot smarter, higher football IQ, and he's got a lot more experience than Carson Wentz does. So I got Colts, Jaguars, Titans, and Texans, and I damn it don't agree with all that. I don't. So here, okay. we, got, we got we have the first and last place team the same. So obviously I think the Texans are going to finish dead last. They'll be competing for that number one overall draft pick this year. You're not um, buying the Jaguars like I am. No, I'm not buying the Jaguars. I have them in third and then the Titans in second. Um, the Colts, I mean, for every reason you just said, I think they're just, they're, they're better this year. Their defense is still really good and they upgraded at quarterback. I think they're going to be really good. Jonathan Taylor is like the best running back in football. Maybe him and Derrick Henry, it's a coin flip, pick your poison, maybe throw in Dalvin cook there. I don't know. Anyways, point is, I think they're by far the best team in the division. Um, the Titans, they lost AJ Brown. Uh, that's a huge loss for them. And like you said, there's going to be a quarterback controversy in there and that's going to be looming over the team for a little of, for, I don't know how long in the, uh, in the season. So that I have a feeling that's going to affect the team uh, quite a bit. So I have them finishing second. I just don't believe Jacksonville has the weapons to actually to make that jump. I think they might show glimpses of it, but I don't think they have any, any way of sustaining that. I don't really trust, Robinson or Travis Etienne at running back Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I didn't really see a lot from Trevor Lawrence and I hope it's not a case of this guy had the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but was on a crap team for so long that he just became a crap quarterback. Um, but the addition of Christian Kirk doesn't really wow me. They lost DJ Chark. It's just like, I don't know. There's nothing on that roster there i'm just like wow like this team is so much better than before doug peterson is obviously an upgrade over urban meyer that's without a question but i mean i saw the good and the bad of doug peterson you know there's a lot of times where he's going to go for it on fourth down and it's like dude just take the field goal um and that loses you games trust me i know like it's just like we lost by two if we just kick the field goal we win the game because we win by one it's it there's a lot of those that are, unless he's learned, but I, I, to me, it's like an old dog doesn't learn new tricks, you know? Um, so I have them finishing third. I don't have faith in them. It's the Jaguars. They spend the most money in free agency. Uh, they spent the most money in free agency since like 2010 or something like that. It's like 1.64 billion or something like that. And uh, they haven't done Jack squat with it. The farthest they made was the AFC championship game the one year 2017 outside of that. It's just, it's just been a torrential shitstorm in Jacksonville. And I just don't think they have enough there to overtake the Titans. I like Derrick Henry too much. That guy's unstoppable. I know they lost AJ Brown, but Robert Woods is a good addition there. Um, and, and if Malik Wells takes over, I think that's actually better for the Titans rather than Tannehill starting all the game. So I think uh, the Titans still finish second in that division. Go for the AFC West. This Notice I haven't picked my MVP yet. Ooh. Yes. Here we go. Go ahead with the AFC West, Braden. Um, and last place, I have the Denver Denver Broncos. Um, I think that they it, – it's crazy because, like, they could probably be the best team in a lot of these other divisions. It's just they're going to have to play the Chargers twice, the Raiders twice, and the Chiefs twice. And, like, maybe best-case scenario, they win – three of those games and go three and three, I think they're going to go like two and four, maybe like maybe even one and five in those. Um, I like Russell Wilson. Obviously I think he's a great quarterback. Jerry Judy's great. Cortland Sutton's great. Javante Williams is good. I think going to be a really good running back. It's just, I, 
I don't know if they can really string together a lot of wins in that division. I just think every other team is better. Um, in third place, and this might shock a lot of people, I got the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders, Derek Carr has got Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. That's a real good one-two wide receiver combo. Josh Jacobs just isn't the guy in the backfield. I think that's kind of tough. You can probably not have as many guys in the box and drop them back and try and cover those two. I know Hunter Renfro is a great route runner and great guy in the slot, and Devontae is a 50-50 ball guy, and you basically can't stop him when he goes up for it. But Derek Carr is my question there. It's not Aaron Rodgers throwing Devontae the ball anymore. Derek Carr is not Devontae, is not Aaron. I know he's but they Devontae says he's my best friend. We played at college together, but I think it's a lot different. The addition of Chandler Jones, like you mentioned earlier, is obviously big, but he's another year older. It just to me seems like one of those guys that's kind of on the back end of his career, and he got a big contract based on what he did when he was younger. Uh, I don't know if that really necessarily impacts the defense all that much. Max Crosby is obviously a stud. Can't uh, say enough about him. He's going to wreak havoc on uh, quarterbacks all day long. I Darren Waller is a stud tight end. I I just the, I think the other two teams are just better. I have the Chiefs finishing in second place, and I have the Chargers uh, winning the division. Losing Tyree Kill is huge. I love. I know people don't really want to talk about that because they added Juju Smith-Schuster. But Tyree Kill was a cheat code. He could run any route you want. He was too fast for anyone to cover. He could do whatever he wanted. And I think that's going to be big on Patrick Mahomes' escapability and, you know, kind of make plays on the fly ability without Tyreek there. Travis Kelsey is obviously, like, the best tight end in the league. Um, McCole Hardman's going to have to step up this year. Clyde Clyde Edwards-Lair doesn't really do it for me. I don't think he's really that great. They added a guy like Ronald Jones. The defense, you know, they lost Tyron Matthew. I don't really know what exactly they plan on doing because their defense wasn't really great last year. Um, I know it kind of turned it up, turned it over uh, in the second half of the season, but in the first half of the season, everyone was scoring left, right, and center on them. Um, I just think the chiefs are still going to be able to put up points. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop teams as well. So I got them finishing second because uh, Patrick Mahomes is like the best quarterback in football, but potentially, potentially the new best quarterback in football, Justin Herbert is winning this division. I think Herbert with Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I think that trio quadru quadro, whatever you want to call it. Those guys are unreal. I know they added uh, Khalil Mack and uh, JC Jackson, correct? They did. Yes. On defense. Yeah. JC Jackson, like we talked about earlier, huge loss for the Patriots, amazing game for the chargers. Khalil Mack just once again, like I mentioned, is one of those guys who's on the um, tail end of his career. He's getting paid probably for what he did before, but I still think he's going to be able to create some sort of a problem on the offensive line for opposing teams. And uh, I, Justin Herbert just proved to you last year that he is just unreal. The guy can throw the ball in any spot, any situation. He's tall. He's mobile. I, I like him a lot. Uh, I think the chargers improved the most out of all these teams and uh, they addressed the, the one need in my opinion that they really need to address which was the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I think the chargers are going to win this division. So you and Troy actually agreed on that. He sent me his predictions here. You guys actually agreed on that top to bottom. And oh, I'm going to come in and disagree with you boys. No, no. I got the Vegas Raiders in fourth in that wow, division. Wow, really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. And, and the big X factor for me is Derek Carr. If Derek, <sighs> 
Derek Carr's got to make this work, man. He just got a huge extension, and they have loaded him up with weapons. I just wonder, my question mark is Josh McDaniels. How does he do as a head coach? How does it all come together? He's a great offensive coordinator. He Fuck Josh McDaniels. He screwed over the Eagles because the Colts ended up getting (laughs) because he was supposed to take that job, and the Eagles lost their OC that year, and the team went into shambles. So fuck Josh McDaniels. Well, that being said, he's a great offensive coordinator. I just have a question mark how good of a head coach he is. And we're going to find that out. And he might be a very good coach. But the thing with the picking the Bron- you picking the Broncos and me picking the Raiders last is they could very well finish last at like 10 and 7. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, like that's, that's, how, that's how good this yeah. division is. And like you said, they could be first in like five of the eight divisions in football. Yeah. Um, in third, okay. I got the Denver Broncos because Russell Wilson, man, top seven, eight quarterback in the NFL, still at the top of his game, just got a huge seven-year extension. I think Russell Wilson's a huge ad for the Broncos. I think the Broncos have been a good team the last couple of years that just had dog shit quarterback play. Oh, I think that was literally the only thing. Like they got weapons, they got an offense, a decent offensive line, they got a good defense. And now that Russell Wilson, for the first time in his career, is an offensive head coach. In second place, the most valuable player of the NFL, Justin Herbert. In second place with the Los Angeles Chargers, who had the most exciting NFL offseason. Like you mentioned, J.C. Jackson, second-best cornerback, in my opinion, in the NFL behind Jalen Ramsey. The most interceptions in football since 2018. You mentioned Khalil Mack. The offense is loaded. Justin Herbert is coming in to win the NFL Most Valuable Player and punch a ticket to the playoffs for the first time in his career. Had his moron head coach not called a damn timeout. He would have been in the damn playoffs last year. Brandon Staley is the reason that I am picking the Chargers to finish second. The reason I'm picking the Chiefs to finish first in this division is because of two names, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. This is the new Brady Belichick for me in the NFL for the next decade. I'm going to give these two guys the respect. And I know they lost Tyreek Hill. Huge loss. Is that you? Yeah, literally. Huge loss. But – Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a good addition. Juju Smith-Schuster is a good addition. I still think there's weapons on this offense for Patrick Mahomes, and I think Patrick Mahomes is still going to be the best quarterback in football. I don't think he's the MVP. Like I said, I'm picking Justin Herbert as my NFL most valuable player. I still think at 11-6, and 12-5, maybe 13-4, and four, I still think the Chiefs find a way to pull this off and win the division. I don't know if they're the first place team in the conference. I don't know if they get that first round by, but I still think the road to the AFC West title goes through Arrowhead and the Chiefs at the end of the day. Justin Herbert, MVP. I like it. I like it. I like it. Unfortunately, he's not going to win it because Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia from the oh, Philadelphia Eagles is going to win it. But you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. You know, pipe dreams, pipe dreams. But you know, as Jimmy Johnson said, "How about those Cowboys?" Yeah. <laughs> well, the the one thing we can agree on is Braden is to close out this podcast is that it is so good to have football back. Oh, I'm so excited for Thursday night Bills Rams at SoFi Stadium. So many good games this season. So many good matchups. So many storylines. And for the Super Bowl, Braden, to close out this podcast, I got Brady and Herbert. The Chargers will find a way, and Herbert will face the GOAT in the Super Bowl in Arizona. I like that. I do. I really do. I think um, Tampa Bay, I mean, 
I mean, you can't, you can never, especially in the NFC, which is clearly worse than the AFC is. I think you'd easily see Tampa Bay making it there. Herbert, I like that pick too. The AFC is a coin. I mean, if you could have an eight-headed coin, it's an eight-headed coin flip. Like, I mean, if you said Chiefs, I'd believe you. If you said Chargers, I'd believe you. If you said Raiders and or Broncos make it there, I'd believe you. You know, Bills, I'd believe you. Like, there's just Colts, I'd believe you. Like, it's nothing's too crazy for me in the AFC. Um, I still think Joe Burrow gets it done since he. I think. He, when it comes down to crunch time, I think he is just so calm, cool, and collected and will just do what needs to be done. Uh, you just need to give him some protection. I think he was about to win the Super Bowl had he just gotten two seconds of blocking. Um, and he got half a second of blocking. Literally, he had he had Jamar Chase open. He, he just did. He just needed a little time. Um, I have the Bengals coming out of the AFC again. I think they're making it back to the Super Bowl. And I have the Philadelphia Eagles coming out of the oh NFC. The defense is great. The offense is greater. It's a great time to be a Philly fan. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to a Super Bowl in five years. Let's go. In five years, yeah. Then we'll talk about it, yeah. possibly. <laughs>